Hilchah Shechem Perik Dalad Hein Vav. Perik Dalad Ram discusses if there's a house or property that is owned by two people that requires investment and upkeep, how much does each partner in that building have to put into the, into the estate? And um, also the dinam of fields that are, that are uh, owned by partners, not just houses, also fields. If somebody lived in a, in a story above the guy who lived underneath him, and one of the walls of the house fall down. So the guy who lives in the top story, he doesn't have to pay any money for the wall that is built up to his floor. And he can force the guy who lives downstairs to rebuild the wall up to the, his roof, i.e. his floor. But the Baal Habayis, the guy who lives downstairs, the moment he reaches his roof, he cannot force the guy upstairs to keep on building the wall higher. There's no need to put it. What about the roof of the, of the guy who lives downstairs, which is the floor of the guy who lives upstairs? The actual slats of wood belong to the guy who lives downstairs. With the plaster and the paint, and the cement that goes to strengthen the, the, that, that, that roof, they belong to the Balhaliya. Meaning it's his achais to build it. Base. And what happens in if both the bais and the Aliyah both fall down. Both upstairs and downstairs, they divide all the materials. If some of the Avonim broke, so we have to make a cheshbin. Um, which bricks are more susceptible to breaking? We can see from the position and how they fell. If it was a, an upper brick that fell on a low brick and broke it, so really the low brick belongs to the guy downstairs. Or the upper brick broke and it fell on the floor. So we have to kind of see what direction the bricks fell, and that way we can kind of put the pieces back together to see who they belong to. If we do not know who they belong to, then everything goes 50-50. Fine. The guy who lives in the first floor tells the guy who lives in the ground floor. Because he needs a place to live. He tells the guy down, says, rebuild your ground floor so I can build my flat. The guy the ground floor doesn't want to, so he can, the guy who lives upstairs can rebuild downstairs, live there without rent until the guy who lives on the ground floor pays him for the investment and then the guy who lives upstairs can rebuild upstairs if he wants if none of them are able to rebuild the house that fell down then the guy who lives upstairs takes a third of the kaka because the upstairs in uh, relative to the the depreciation of the asset is one third of the of the property. Of the guy who lives downstairs takes two thirds of the ass of the ground of the cargo. Hey, Ratz Balabais lives Balabais wants to build his house. So he can rebuild it. If now, if he wants to change the dimensions of the walls, if he wants to make them stronger, if he wants to make them thinner and narrower. Which are five tefachim in width. The big shlach zirim levenim, which are three tefachim in width. Because the guy upstairs is going to build on top of that wall. It's not going to be. It's not going to be as sturdy as it was before. The guy downstairs wants to change his roof to a stronger roof. He wants to make it 
of lesser materials, he wants to make larger windows, he wanted to make the wall, the downstairs wall that fell down higher, he wants to hide in his roof, the Balvalier can can protest. If he made smaller windows, he can rebuild it up to the dimensions as it was before. He wants to make them wider in Shrevelay because it's going to push down on the on the lower wall. He wants to make them thinner and narrower, Shrevelay. He wants to make the same place to the roof of the guy who lives upstairs. He makes them thinner and narrower and lighter, Shrevelay. He wants to make them heavier in Shrevelay. He wants to make more windows. Or he wants to make the upper wall lower Shrevelay because by having more windows, so there's less weight that is being pushed down on the lower wall, on the lower floor. If he makes less windows, meaning he is adding more bricks to the upstairs wall, Perhaps if the roof descends a bit, and now the airspace on the lower floor is low, it's, 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 it's sinking. If the roof comes within 10 Fachim, so they have to do a, bring, a, bring the sheep to see. If there's still 10 fachim of airspace within the lower floor, even if the balabais, the guy downstairs, tells him, I'll rent for you a place in the Waldorf until this is taken care of. The guy upstairs has a right to say no. To, to, to move all my stuff, I'm going to stay here in the store. If they made a uh, condition. If there's more than 10 fachim, enough that a person can walk in with a bundle on his shoulder and, and, and do a spin, and he still doesn't hit the roof. So if that was their condition, that if there's that much airspace, if, there, if there's that much airspace, if, um, room downstairs, then no one can force him to, to break down and rebuild, then the guy who lives downstairs cannot force the guy upstairs to move out. If he's not able to walk in, he's only able to walk in by, by bending down. The condition was that if there's less space than what they agreed on, then the guy who lives downstairs can break down, uh, can, can do uh, construction and reshape the Fine. If there's an olifress, which is built into the side of a mountain. And there's a gina on the slant of the mountain that's right on top of it. Now, the floor of this garden, which is the roof of the olive press, caved in. So now there's a hole within the garden. The balgina can go into the olive press, which is inside the mountain, and plant directly underneath the hole. Until this guy who owns the olive press makes, fixes the roof. There are two gardens, two uh, vegetable patches on a slant of a mountain. And between these two vegetable patches, there are a couple of greens, vegetables that are grown. The guy who, whose upper garden belongs to him is able to stand in that patch, stretch out, and he isn't able to reach just the leaves. He's also able to reach the actual, the fruit. And the vegetable, he doesn't have to stretch out too much. 
whatever whatever else remains to the guy belonging uh, belongs to the guy of the low patch if he's only able to reach the leaves and not the actual vegetable if not there's a tree on the border even if it's leaning into one field both divide the paris of this tree comes a river and it sweeps away his his uh, olive trees with the dirt and it planted it in his chavis field guy comes and he says i'm taking my cheese back in what happens if, when the river uprooted the trees, it took it out with the clod, so the earth is still attached to the roots? The pears should be divided. For the first three years, it should go 50 50. After three years, it belongs to the where it's currently at. And the part of Oshonim is for Orla, because if the tree was uprooted without the dirt attached to the roots and it was replanted, then there's an issue of Orla. But here we're saying there's no issue because it was removed with the earth attached to its roots. If it, when it was swept away from the regional field, the earth was removed from the roots, then all the pears that come out now belong to the field in which the tree is currently planted. Because now the, f- the f- fruits are growing his sada, not from the kayach of the dirt of the original sada. One who sells a tree for not for the paris, but to chop up the branches to use it to shave it down for, for beams of wood. In Pasak if the agreement was lockets miad to cut to shave up the branches straight away, call her in the then all the paris that grow f- from the mechire to the time he chops down the branches belong to the balhakarka. And his name so is calls man If the agreement was he can chop down the branches whenever you want. Then all the pears that come out belong to the Balho If, why do, in the previous case, it belonged to the Balho Karka because, because, only from the moment of cutting up the branches do they belong to the guy who bought them. So, any time before, does it belong to the Balho belongs to the guy who owns the, who owns the tree until the branches are chopped down nothing belongs to the individual who bought them so therefore no none of the pairs belong to him uh, if there was no stipulation made specifically if the pairs were that low value to the extent that a saw of zesim that even from a saw of zesim, you wouldn't be able to make a revius halug, a quarter halug of shaman, which would be right. It's about it's a it's a ratio of one to ninety six, a quarter of a look to a saw. So it's about just about one percent. So if it makes less than one percent of shaman for a saw, in that case, right. Then they belong to the owner of the zesim. If after subtracting the investment that the person who bought the wood invested is more than 1% of oil, 
In that case, it goes 50-50. Right? In this page, discusses damages that neighbors can do to the to the neighbors. Anybody who lives in a, in a shared chatzir can force the chaver to build a beishar, which is uh, like a, a, an area where a shrine would stand in the dalas. Everything that the chatzir needs, anything that the custom is, that a chatzir should have. Um, 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 security systems and cameras. And if you want to start making designs, in a cafe can force them the HOA, it's not including the HOA fee. Also, if one of the guys says it by himself, if his neighbor says, Oh, I'd like that. So he's agreeing and he's supporting what his chaver did, invested, all of his then he has to put up to 50%. So somebody has a house in a different in a different chatzar. He invested, he has a property, but he doesn't live there. So and he, he has to also pitch in for that chotzer's security. If you lived in that chotzer as well, Gimel. He wants to bring his animals into the chotzer. The shutaf can say, his neighbor can say, no. So to anything that isn't the norm. Any shot of can say I don't agree. The exception of kvisa of doing laundry. Laundry in the clothes of Shane Darkman Shobanesi Sral is Bazis Agavanor. It's not it's not befitting and honorable for, for women to do laundry in the public by the river. So it can be done private in the private in the Khatsa. An alley that isn't a foolish, meaning it's surrounded from three sides. Then there's the social agreement that only practices that are done, generally speaking, within the Mavi can be done. Anything else, we're not allowing you to do. So a guy, what happens if a guy does bring in his animal and his neighbor doesn't protest immediately? He can protest whenever he wants. If he makes like a, like a barn or he puts up a mechitza around his behema in the chatzir, then he does, he's made a chazake. what happens if he brings his behema into the chatzar of his chaver? Again, he has no chalik in that chatzar. He just brought his behemoth, he planted it, he left it there. He can do whatever he wants in his chaver's chatzar. He's only renting the place. He's not actually having the right to, to keep that that The same place to when you put your, your, uh, when you put it in an oven or you have to bring a chicken coop. If you're going to say that if a person leaves his stuff in somebody else's chatzir, 
and he puts a mechitza around it. That's it. It's his. No one's ever going to rent out place for the chaver to put their stuff in their backyard. Muslim zagen that in such a situation, even if he puts a mechitza around it, there's no chazaka. If it's in his own chatzer next to his shachin, then we say it's a chazaka. Otherwise, it's not a chazaka. What about Hezekiah? He wants to open a window in the wall, and through that window, he could also see into the chatz of his chavir. If he did it anyways, he has to close it up. You shouldn't have two windows right opposite each other. If they are opposite two other sides of the just like everyone else, just like you're not marked from them, you shouldn't be marked from shouldn't open the entrance to the store right opposite the chatzar of his chaver. Everybody's walking in and out of his chatzar, right opposite the entrance, uh, right into the chanus, right opposite the entrance of the chatzar. And he's standing by the entrance of his chatzar. He's uh, uh, of his chanus, of his store, looking right into his friend's uh, property. So he invests in a different property. He cannot open a Pesach to that Chatzah. To that Even if he builds an Aliyah, a second story on top of his house, he can connect the upper story to his house. He all right, let's say this is a chatzir. In this chatzir, we have a mava in each side. This is another chatzir. So over here, we have two alleys. We have an alleyway over here and an alleyway over here. So this fellow has a house in this chatzir. And he bought a house in another chatzir. So he cannot open. He can't so take from his new house that he bought right. and make it a uh, passageway to the other one that he has. So the two he's like adding neighbors to the new ah. people. That's the So the two chatzim are next to each other, and he has a house in both. Right. You shouldn't open like a back one to, to the, the other, other one. Right. Mm-hmm. Except for one thing, he's allowed to make the next door. Uh huh. He's allowed to make in his own house a, a entrance to the bottom. Right. Which goes in if, if the house like shares both parts. So, this is a, so let's say there's a house on each side of the wall, and he can make like a in his own home. In his own home, he can make a, a door. Right. Um, if a shutaf and a chatzir brings people to to stay at his home, yes, then uh, the Bnei Chatzah can, can say no. What's, what's, the, what's the issue over here? Because you're bringing more people into the courtyards, making it slower, making it easier. Hard to walk it around. 
but yeah. they're staying in his home. So what's the issue? It's fine to bring in people to your house. You're not supposed to do it, he's saying. Interesting. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, it means that you can't bring people to live with you. I mean, obviously, I guess, one of the days, two days, three days. To live with you, you can't do it. Okay. Um, Somebody rents out his home to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's kind of, uh, what's it called? Sublet? What's the lotion? Yeah, yeah. If one of the, uh, one of the doors, the entrance is a, is a small entrance, cannot widen it. So, you know, a house is a shrink, the same chatzay, if you have a small door, it goes on the head. But if you have a big door, then I cannot be, do my, 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 anonymous in private. Vechenim, hoya, Pesach gadu, loya senu shneim, shouldn't make it into like a double door, two doors. Shoaim eloi, bepesach echad aniyachal, hisasa bishneim aniyachal. If there's a big door, so I can see if you're peeking. But if there are two small doors, I cannot see if you're peeking from the other angle. Midalaf. Abel misho yesh loi pesach katan l'roshos erabim. If he has a small entrance facing the roshos erabim. He wants to widen it. The guy on the other side of the street cannot protest. Needless to say, the people who are walking through the street cannot be ma'akved. Everyone who shows the mavi is forced to is is um, is uh, requested politely to participate in the in the upkeep of the air for that mavi. Somebody who has access a door to the Mavi. He's not forced to put a wall for the entrance into the Mavi. I want to be able to enter without having to open the I'm, I'm carrying things. I have to now put my things down to open the door. I'm a foolish if it's a Mavi foolish open to the Shusarabim. And everyone wants to say, you know what, let's put up a partition for the Mavi to stop people from the Shus Rabbim entering. And the public can say no. Sometimes it's safuf and they have to push into the alley. Somebody wants to open a, an entrance to Mavi Shainimafolish. Everyone in the other Chatseris who participate in right? If he has a closed entrance in a mavish and a foolish, he can reopen it whenever he wants. If he removed the lintel and the side posts and then he boarded it up, so now it's mamish considered closed. In that case, if he wants to reopen it. Oh, so he lives the marshal in this chatzit. There's a mavoi on the other side, so he wants to move the door from that side to that side. So he wants to change the, this mavoi to that mavoi. Then the new mavoi can say no, because it could be that they'll place a tax for each mavoi. So these chaver can say no, because 
if he's going to be considered part of the other chatzir, then there's there's a less uh, right. If it's not a fixed amount, rather it's it's per person. It is a says in because his moving to different chatzir has no relevance to how much tax people pay. If you have five courtyards opening into one movi, one alley, everyone can use the chitzayna, meaning the area of the movi that is opposite the chatzah that is right next to the Rosh Hashanah. But that individual can only use the area right opposite his Rosh Hashanah. He cannot go back to the back of the alley. If the guy who owns a second chatzer decides to put up a bench outside the area directly opposite his chatzer, the guy in the chatzer, he has no say because he cannot use that area anyways. Everyone inside can have can protest. go round the bench. If he opens a second entrance between his door and the first chatzah, the guy who lives in chatzah number one has no say in the matter. He can only, in any event, he can only use from his wall up to the Rosh Hashanah. That case. if he has if he has air, air space that he can use, he's only to use for the air space up to the Shusarab and not back. So he cannot open a door that way. That's the box. Perik Shishi. How do people pitch in for the uh, upkeep of the the roads and the potholes and, and the infrastructure? Everyone has to pitch in to pay for the, the wall, Glossain, the Biachloir, Knesses. Should be as farm available. Someone who buys a city in Israel, he should also buy a road around it. Also, people who work in the in the valleys, in the fields in the valleys, should make these ditches. And a, and a semi-ditch. The Rambam explained in Hilchas Mechira how that works. Different cavities in the ground between fields so that pests don't jump from field to field. Over there he writes uh, the Nimiyah. Shalot Tekpot Zanimiyah. Zemash Vukatev Shama. Yeah. Gimel, Mishesh Lechatzah Berecheres. Son, you has a chatzah. He has an estate in it. Like, what are they called? Weasels? Martins. Martins? Whatever that is. The thing you bang with the hammer by the... Yeah. All right. Somebody has a, an estate and an investment in a different city. So he, because he has, he has a property in that in that city in that town. So he's he has to pay. He has to pay for the uh, waterworks and the piping. 
If he also lived in that city, when people have to pitch in to pay for the wall of the city, it's not, a, it's not a flat fee. We calculate based on how close they are to the wall. The high know how much they need the wall to protect them. Whoever is closer to the wall, so needs the wall more, has to pay more for the wall. Build the wall. Anyone who lives, so how do you define a, a, a resident of a city? If you lived there for 12 months, or you bought a house, not just a chatzi, then you have to pitch in for, the, for, the, for that infrastructure, for the watchman, for the policeman. Everything that is relevant for the upkeep of a city, everybody has to pitch in. When it comes to the potholes, even for that, the taters need to stop. If everybody goes and fixes it themselves, they shouldn't participate in the labor. It's not the jackhammer and working amongst the the, 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 the the workers. If they were working on an aqua, they're getting water to the city. Because they needed themselves. If uh, something happens and they, they invested in the dams and the water didn't come, being the same had no hanor from the investment, they get a refund. Imagine, the, imagine a tax policy until the roads get fixed, we get the money back and then. Everybody who lives in an alley can say that we don't want to, we don't want to have a, have a chayat, a, um, um, a tailor set up shop in the alley. Or a guy who tans hides. If the guy was a, a, a skilled craftsman who's been living there for many years and he's been doing his job. And a guy comes, one of the name of, and he opens shop right next to a spite store. Can I tell him? You're taking away my parnasah. The vart is that the, not that that individual can't protest. Everybody else in the movie can't protest. That's the vart. Maybe that individual can have a din dvarim. You get into my business. Everybody else in the movie has no say in the matter because they already have a guy who's grinding in the mill. A guy who lives in a different city. He comes to open shop next to his chavir. If he pays the taxes, Tess. Spicemen who go around the city selling different fragrances. Um, the townspeople cannot be mark of them. Right. Everyone should have the perfume they need. If they want to set shop and put the wares down, until you have permission. He can set shop wherever he wants. Businessmen who come who sell the, the, the wares. The can say, what are you bringing your here? 
Why are you bringing it from China? Let's sell from the United States first. If they're coming in a day where there is everybody's come to sell the goods anyways, they do not prevent them. But again, they have to be selling in a public setting. They shouldn't go around to people's homes and do uh, door sales. If they have a, if they lent money to the city and the city owes them money, they have an outstanding loan in the city. Right, so the city owes them money. That's the part. Hmm? They have a, right. This, the city owes them money. They gave a loan to the city. Oh, okay. I see. They are borrowers. Municipal bonds. I think that's the word. So the city owes the money. So you're going to tell me I can't. You owe me money. I can't go and sell my stuff. So they panasas. I'm enough to buy a sandwich for lunch. They can go around. Feel be they recoup their their investment. Person lives in an alley that isn't open ended. He wants to become a doctor. Uman, a reife, an uman, which is a moihel, a gardi, a weaver, a weaver, a guy who weaves clothes. Um, Teaches Gaisha children. He has to um, do his, prepare his wares in the store and then sell somewhere else. He cannot sleep from the, from the bang of your hammer. Because he's, he's had the chazaka to grind the mill in the chazaka for a long time. He can teach Yiddish in his house. Uh, one who has a bird mayim, he has a reservoir of water within the chatzir of his chaver. Within his chaver's house. So nichtnis b'shash derech b'ni adam nichnasim v'yitze b'shash derech b'ni adam yitzim. Ve'ina machnis behemtei b'mashkmi bari. He cannot bring his animal into his chaver's home to have a drink. And l'malo b'mashkmi b'chutz. He picks up a bucket, takes it outside. Shnehen oisim pesachas al bari. Both can have access to uh, to, to lock the bird. Ba'al bird can do shmei smeimav. Ba'al chatz mishum chashad ishtoi. Shli tekanis hashom elam edaiter. Yidalav mish yesh legino. Lefnim beginoser shal chaveira is somebody who has a, a garden beyond someone else's garden. Znichnas b'shash lech b'dinei adam nichnasim. Yetz b'shash lech adam yetzim. So he can walk in and out when people usually go to the gardens. Ve'ein machnas seseicha tagarim. He cannot bring people to walk in with him. Because it's going to mess up the area. So make it as a as a, a shortcut to walk to a different area. The guy who lives in the outer sada can sow the whole area, even the area where the person who uh, owns the the inner field walks over. What happens if there was a path going through the fields, through the gardens, and they decide to move to the side? Now he can walk in and out whenever he wants. He can bring merchants and show him his chayra. But still, he shouldn't use it as a shortcut to a different sadu. 
disease had that shouldn't mean it's a now think that they move the thing to the side the cavone each pastor can protest and say don't sow this field unless it's with my permission oh yeah